Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Horror on the Orient Express, although we're going to shift our gaze back to London to look in on investigator Aiden Moore and the marvelous Madame Davina. And so we'll start off the top here with uh, introductions and then we'll get right to it. So to my right. Hello, I'm Mike and I'm playing Aiden Moore, who has had an interesting experience at a dinner party. Indeed, indeed. And with you, uh, as always, Hi, I'm Miranda, and I'm playing Madame Davina, who coincidentally was also at the dinner party. Yeah, it's funny how that works. Funny how that works. Um, so we've had a little time in between the dinner party and uh, this episode. Uh, we've managed to collect some information, and we're going to be getting, perhaps setting on a path to uh, track down this Alexander Fitzgeorge person. So, Aiden, you've had the opportunity to speak with, uh, we'll say, a business associate. And the business associate has put it on to you that uh, there is an agency currently looking into the Fitzgeorge course, uh, Fitzgeorge case officially for the Earl. Uh, but they are asking you to potentially act as a uh, information liaison and an additional investigator in a separate role in the hopes that you'd be able to perhaps get to information that others might not be able to. Unofficially, of course. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, certainly Aiden would be very interested in that and would like to know some of the particulars. Well, what they're going to give you in that regard is some information that they have dug up. And so they are giving you, most importantly, an address. It's a Paris address. It seems anyway that the address that they're giving you is in Paris's 16th district, which for some who might be unaware, uh, it has a, a fair amount of large and rather, we'll say, opulent mansions. And from the information that these uh, Earl's agency has tracked down, they believe this is where Fitzgeorge's either lives or once lived. But they're a little busy working on some of the legal angles here, and so they're going to ask if you would be willing to travel to Paris to investigate the house personally and in all hopes, uh, dig up whatever might be available at this, what is rumored to be an opulent Parisian home. Yeah. I mean, he, obviously he's, he's keen to get on um, and do well and something like this, even though it's unofficial would probably stand him in uh, in good stead uh, of uh, potentially a, a salary increase or a, a promotion within the uh, um, within the bureau 
so yeah he would he would um obviously you know he would want to know details about how long he was um expected to be be there and uh, and that that kind of thing um, and he's got his family to deal with but um to, certainly to, to let know what's what's happening but um but yeah i mean he's a, he's a very um keen and enthusiastic member of the agency so they're happy to give you that part of the case um the uh Information also comes with the understanding that uh, the 16th District of Paris is actually fairly close to the Arc de Triomphe on the it's what they consider its um, southeastern side. It's what leads into that district leads into the foundation and some of the uh, larger larger parks that pa- uh, Paris offers. So it's that's uh, where all the uh, the posh knobs hang out. Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be on my best behavior, sir. No funny business. Uh, perish the thought. You do know, though, from uh, having the, the Beatons as an example of a, of a rather fancy party, uh, if you're going to go to a Parisian party, which is fancy, you're going to need an angle. Indeed, yes. Um, yeah, just turning up out of the, out of the blue is... Uh, is kind of going to maybe look a bit suspicious. Presumably, I'd need to have some sort of um, uh, invitation um, arranged for me, or are they are they putting that entirely in my hands to find a way of uh, of getting uh, getting in? Well, they're not certain that there's necessarily going to be a a party per se, but they do know that just from uh, some of the local people that they've been able to talk to there, they know that. The house has seen an increased amount of activity in the past couple of months. So I suppose the first thing uh, Aiden comes to Aiden's head is uh, is the fact that the, the last time he had any any dealings with uh, this this fellow uh, Fitzgeorge uh, was uh, was back at the uh, the Beaton's house where um, there was uh, a uh, a reading done for. The, uh, the family and uh, you know, for, for any of the guests there as, as well uh, from his uh, his associate for want of a better word um, Madame Davina and he's wondering if that perhaps that might be a, an opportunity to um, to gain entry into a prestigious household um, in the in the center of, of Paris if they have uh, an interest in uh, in that kind of uh, fortune telling and that, that kind of thing, maybe he could uh, he could be um, an escort for her or uh, uh, some sort of a bodyguard, perhaps. <laughs> maybe maybe bodyguard's a bit strong, <laughs> but uh, maybe he could uh, be working as a, as a liaison a manager or something like that. That that might be a way of uh, getting into uh, into a party to which he might not otherwise be invited without some sort of. Um, you know, made up uh, identity as uh, a member of the uh, Irish landed gentry or something, which he doesn't think he's going to get away with. <laughs> no? Wow. <laughs> Perish the thought. Um, okay. Yeah, it's a reasonable idea that you would need to prep some sort of um, a little bit extra to get into a, a place like this. Although the first things first is getting to Paris. Well, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that uh, the tickets would be arranged for myself to, to get across there. Absolutely. And no sooner do you think about 
how you're getting across that a few tickets are put into your hand. Third class on the train down to Dover and across on the ferry to Calais. Oh, well. Fair enough, I suppose. Have a good time. They wave you out. Hey, thank you very much, sir. I suppose then the, the next the next step would be um, to go and uh, seek out Madame Davina and see if uh, if this is something that she would be uh, interested in or or up for a bit of an adventure um, across the water in La Belle France. Does uh, does Aiden know how he would find her? Does she have a an establishment, a, a fortune telling boutique, or something of that ilk? That's a great question, madam. Yes, I believe I was set up in the back of a bookshop. Yes. So there's a bookshop that you would know here in in London. Probably keeps a fair amount of different clientele that come and go. You have a a spot. It's likely that the two of you, uh, given your uh, previous escapades, would have kept somewhat in, uh, in contact over the next couple of days. Uh, especially, especially given the fact that um, you, you'd both been asked by the Beatons to to get this to ground to figure out what what this man was all about. The necklace that mm-hmm. um, Esther um, Esther Beaton had at this party that seemed to be affecting her in uh, in a very strange manner. Um, we managed to take it off her. What what happened to that necklace? It slipped my mind. It was wrapped up in a handkerchief by by you at the end of that session and then was handed to Madame Davina to have her attempt to douse its true purpose. And I think it might be reasonable to say that she likely has not removed it from the handkerchief at this point. It's probably been um, maybe on a, on a wall somewhere or maybe tucked into another bag and then put into yet another bag <laughs> in a bag in a box in a bigger box in a trunk in the attic of a of a de- <laughs> derelict house in a <laughs> town 100 miles away yeah something like that well i'm i'm happy to take any correction if you'd like madam devine to the official record of okay so what did you do with the necklace no i i would have kept it but not touched it and hid it away cuz it is dangerous and there are people coming into this antiquarian bookstore all the time looking for strange items. I wouldn't want them to accidentally stumble upon this. Yeah, that's probably true. So yes, you'd know that she has the necklace. And uh, you'd also know where to find her, Aiden. I head over to the antiquarian bookstore where the uh, I, I know that uh, Madame Davina operates out of a, a small back room with... Um, uh, with a net curtain, uh, no, not, uh, a net cur- a bead curtain. Sorry, yes, it bead, has to be beaded. A, a beaded curtain right. and a, um, a and a lamp with a, a, um, a kind of a silk scarf, scarf um, uh, over it, uh, and all the paraphernalia. <laughs> and uh, so he he'll go in and uh, find find the, um, the bookshop owner or uh, attendant or some something like that, and uh, ask if Ma- Madame Davina is here. No, certainly, sir. He points and gestures to the uh, towards this uh, array of colorful beaded curtains, and you hear a a large and loud rap on the desk. Davina, you've got a visitor. Uh, yes, please s- send them in. So yeah, he'll sort of poke, poke his head with his big unruly mop of ginger hair uh, through the uh, through the beaded curtains. Hey, uh, Madame Davina, hello. Oh, it is you, Mr. Moore. 
Uh, Aiden, call me Aiden, for goodness sake. To what do I owe the pleasure of your visit here? Well, uh, have, have you got a few minutes? Uh, I've got a wee uh, proposition for you. If you'd be interested, that is. Yes, I believe I have time between previous client and the next client. Oh, splendid, splendid. Um, Where's the best place to talk? Just in here? Uh, yes, this will be fine, unless it is a private matter. Just maybe we talk quietly. Oh, right enough, right enough. Um, so, here's the thing, right? Um, I've been asked to uh, have a wee nosy into this. Uh, do you remember this fella that we uh, we saw at the Beatons, this uh, Fitzgeorge fella? Do I remember? How could I forget? Aye, well, see, thing is, right, um, he apparently has... Uh, has this big fancy place in uh, in Paris of all places, um, and uh, my boss has asked me if I'd go and ha- have a wee look into him, just on the QT, you know, discreet like. Um, so I was uh, I was just wondering if you well if you fancied a wee trip uh, across the uh, across the channel over to France. Well, actually, yes, I was just thinking this would probably be perfect time for me to uh, get get out of town. Business has slowed. Pol- police have been patrolling nearby. I think that uh, we, we maybe stirred up too much dust. Oh, do you think that uh, this this fella's got his eye on you or something? No, no. I mean that people at uh, party, um, what is that saying? Uh, loose lips uh, sink ships. And uh, um, you, they talk and they gossip. And, well, that gets back to certain agencies and the police workers, you know. I walls have ears and that kind of thing, eh? Uh, they also have ice cream. That's probably how you found me last time when you hit <laughs> me out of town. Well, you know, I've got a few uh, uh, a few discreet inquiries I can make if I'm looking for certain people. Yeah, you know, no one escapes the long arm of the law. But, um, as, as well you know. Uh, so, anyhow, um, I, I take it you've got uh, like people that are, are coming to see you get a few appointments and that um, when when would be uh, convenient for you to uh, to head over there then? Oh anytime did you already procure passage? Uh, we could leave now if you would like my my belongings are already packed. Well I, I mean I wasn't thinking of right away I was thinking maybe like um, tomorrow morning or something but that, would that be uh, would that be alright for you? That wouldn't be too soon? I'm sure you've got affairs to put in order and all that kind of thing. I don't have many affairs, no, but uh, that will be fine. Oh, grand. Well, um, I tell you what, then. Uh, I'll, I'll see about getting you a ticket uh, for the train and the ferry. I, I need to go home and, uh, you know, speak to the wife and, uh, and the wee ones and that sort of thing and let them know what's happening. But, uh, well, well um, uh, I'll, I'll look into what time the ferry leaves uh, or the, the train leaves tomorrow morning and then and, uh, I'll get back to you. Have you got a telephone here in the uh, in the shop here? Yes, I I do believe the shop owner has telephone. Oh, grand. Well, uh, I'll give you a wee call later on then when I've uh, got myself sorted out and I know the times of it. And, uh, and uh, well, I'll meet you at the station, I suppose, eh? Uh, yes, that that will be agreeable. Grand, grand, and I'll tell you all about it uh, on on the train on the, on the way over. Uh, you know the, the kind of uh, the thought I had about the, about the whole whole situation. Like, um, I, I don't I, doubt that you will. Right. Well, uh, I'll make myself scarce then, so you can see your next customer, and uh, I'll I'll, um, I'll speak to you later. Yes, tomorrow. If only there was another customer. Anyway. 
so yeah, you uh, you both finish your day in very natural accords. Um, you do have a couple of other uh, customers, Madame Davina. None of them are as exciting as the thought of leaving London. That is the most exciting thing because uh, you are not wrong that in the past couple of days, the social papers have picked up. Some of the people in your own scene have begun whispering and talking about some craziness that happened at the Beatons. And um, while it never makes the official papers uh, of London, there there are some episodes of loose talk over the couple of days that happen uh, that transpire uh, after the event of the Beatons uh, that make you a little concerned, yeah. especially given the potential reputation damage it could have on you. Uh, and then for Aiden, you'd have a chance to head back to uh, your house for the night, mm-hmm. uh, place you're staying, speak with your family, and uh, yeah. give an opportunity to let them know what, what's going to happen. Um, yeah, so so uh, w- what I'd want to do is um, go over, um, just go back to the office um, briefly um, and just, just check on the expenses situation with regard to purchasing additional tickets for a, for a companion. Um, uh, in in order that um, that will give me a kind of a, a, a bit of a cover for um, getting uh, getting into this place and, uh, and just make sure that you know I, I can afford to, to go over there and, and those sorts of things. Just deal with all that sort of paperwork side of it. Yeah, um, yeah, you shouldn't have any issue doing it. Uh, and then and then I'll go and find out what time the trains are that um, go down from uh, from London down to uh, to Dover and what time the ferries are and just kind of make a wee note of uh, of exactly. Uh, what the best schedule um, tomorrow uh, would be for us. There, there is definitely a morning train that's available for you. It's not the uh, super special afternoon Orient Express train, of course, <laughs> but uh, there is a train that does go to Dover. There are several of them, at least throughout the day. I would imagine that they'd have, a, at the very least, they would have a morning train and an afternoon train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would, there'd probably be a train that that is um, that goes that, to coincide with the the ferry, I would imagine, mm-hmm. so that yep. uh, and, and then there'd be another train you pick up on the on the other side, maybe just a, an hour or two waiting time either side. Certainly. So once I've done that, I'll call back to the uh, to the bookshop and I'll uh, let uh, Madame Davina know what time the the train is leaving in the morning, um, and uh, then I'll, yeah, then I'll uh, I'll head home, um, um, speak to my wife tell her uh, that I'll be away for a few days um, with business uh, across uh, uh, going over to, to Paris um, and uh, then uh, say goodnight to the children, read them a story, let them know that uh, I'll bring them something back from my, my travels abroad and bring them back a souvenir. You, you, you have an opportunity then to, to wrap up your day. The children are, are finally tucked in and uh, yeah, it'll be nice to, to get away, to get to Paris for a a day or so, and then uh, probably come back. That's that's what you're thinking. Absolutely, yeah. What could possibly go wrong? So the next morning, the two of you meet up at um, at the bookstore, and probably head to the train station, at least in some shape or form, together. While the train isn't by any means luxurious where you're sitting, um, it is a spot on the train, and the train does move, and uh, you don't have to push, which is nice. <laughs> I'll get a morning paper and just kind of uh, read. I get I probably get a couple of papers because I like to read the silly papers. I like to read the, mm-hmm. uh, the cartoon. Well, there's politics in one of the papers, and that's definitely silly in some regard. But 
yeah, you uh, you would get uh, a bit of an update on some of the things happening. Why don't you give me a library use roll, Aiden? Oh my goodness. You're reading. We'll see if you come across the story or not. So I have a 50 in library use, which is not yeah, pretty good. too bad. And I have rolled a 52. I think I'll spend two points of luck. Sure. Why, why not? not? Why not? What else am I going to do with it? Right. You're reading through the, the morning paper on the way down to, to Dover, and you come across a story, must be on page four, of a report from some business on uh, on the ferry over to Calais, that there was some wild windstorm, uh, and that it disrupted travel for a bit. There's a, uh, a report here that says that, uh, that lightning struck the ferry. Oh, I've never heard tell of that before. But uh, but no one was hurt. But it, it's on page four, so it can't be terribly important. Hope it doesn't. that doesn't happen when we're going across. Here, did you see this, Madame Davina? Yes, it is quite strange, I guess. Aye, it is, it is right enough, aye? Well, isn't there saying about lightning uh, never will strike twice in the same spot, so... Aye, that's what they say. That's you what they say. Be fine then. Well, I mean, who knows? Who knows where the ferry was when it was uh, when it was going across the channel? It could have been anywhere. Does that count then? That lightning never strikes twice. Does that count if you're moving? You're on a like a moving vehicle. Does that mean it never strikes the vehicle twice, or it never strikes the place where the vehicle's going at the time twice? How does that work? Well, um, I. So would suppose that uh, wherever it uh, hits, so if it hit vehicle, it won't hit vehicle again. Really, I think this, the saying is about luck or more so unluck. Unluck? Well, that's a good word. I'll have to remember that. Unluck. You're lucky I, or you're unlucky. You've got yes. some luck. You've got some unluck. I don't believe fairy is unlucky enough to get hit twice. Is, is that a Russian word? That un- uh, is it? Is it Russian? You are again. Uh, no, Czech, Czechoslovakian. Czechoslovakia. Ah, oh, yeah, right, right. Where is that now? Uh, that would be in uh, Europe, uh, Eastern. Ah, right. I. Uh, oh, East. I. Right. Over. Over that way. Right. But sort of beside Russia. I. Uh, yes, but that, you know, I. I get around. I'm from here and there and everywhere. There's no place I really call home. Citizen of the world. Is that it? Uh, yes, exactly. Ah, well, I'm an Irishman through and through. That's me. Born, bread, and buttered. You arrive at uh, Dover and are quickly put onto a ferry thereafter and begin to make their voyage into the channel. You can tell when you get on the ferry that this this ferry has seen some repair recently. Um, it's not too terribly difficult uh, to see that some of the windows which were on, uh, on the side here have been... Uh, have been either replaced, some of them have been boarded uh, a bit. Um, staff don't make any direct mention of it, but visually you see it. You see, too, that um, the doors that lead from this larger portion, this larger sitting area that go towards more of the fancier area up front, they've been boarded as well, so it's very seen better days, that's for sure. I'll, I'll um, see if I can catch the eye of one of the staff, um, have my newspaper in hand. So, excuse me. Hmm? Excuse me. Um, 
I see you've had a wee bit of work done. This wouldn't be the ferry that uh, that um, I was reading in the paper here. One, one of your ferries got hit by lightning. It wouldn't be this one, would it? Oh, no, it's not this one. They had some brat turn up the other day and he went around with a bunch of marbles. Oh, some some children. Just, I blame the parents. Well, this this one, he, the staff member stops for just half a second and says, this one was had some fancy titles, so I couldn't talk to him. It wasn't little Lord Fuckleroy by any chance, was it? I must confess, I don't know the brat's name. But he must have smashed three or four windows before his, uh, I don't know what you call her, her his, his handler, his maidservant. His nanny. Yes, that nanny got hold of him and then uh, didn't even give him a talking to, just walked him away. Ugh, some some of these some of these highfalutin folks they, they just think they they, they own, own the, all the all the the land they stand on you know think they can do what they like. We've had some windows out because of it, so I apologize. Ah, don't you worry about that. We're fine. We're fine. The staff member moves on. Uh, the travel across the channel is is pretty quiet actually. Um, the ferry does uh, make a good time. If there's no incidents, you have the ability to get. Food and drink, should you so choose. Or have a pint of beer and a, a, a pie, a pork pie or something. Yes. Madame Davina, are you eating or drinking at all? Madame Davina would certainly have a drink. You get the feeling, Madame Davina, there's some opportunity here for you to uh, ply your trade as well. There's lots of just people walking around with nothing to entertain themselves. There's a couple of them. There's a fellow juggling over there and uh, he seems a little interesting, uh, but he's not really drawn anyone's attention in. Okay, so knowing that there's a juggler here, it would seem it's reasonable for people to perform on this fairy. Well, I think I think that people are entertainers, performers are just kind of taking what staff might give them. Gotcha. Um, maybe not a lot of asking, more. maybe more of a um, seeking um not seeking permission and just being willing to apologize if it offends anyone. Mm. Uh, Madame Davina might pick a table if she can can find a small one that's kind of like uh, visible but off to the side so that people that want quieter conversation um, can have that but also visibility and will pull a, a, a decorative silk scarf out of her bag and lay that over the mm. table um, maybe get out a, a bowl with some stones in it. Really, a lot of decorative mumbo jumbo <laughs> to bring, bring some folks in and and bring out uh, a, a set of tarot cards to uh, just start shuffling and pulling out and looking okay. at as if she is doing anything with them. I think it'd be fair. I think to ask you to make a perform roll of sort. Okay. Just to see if you if you pull anybody in with the um, all of the additional accoutrement you are beginning to. To pile out there. Mm-hmm. What would you consider to be performance? Well, um, I suppose what, what skills does she have in... I know she has her own divination skill. Yes. She's, I would say, I, I would say, yeah, I would say fast talk is probably okay. a reasonable skill. So I rolled a 64 over 45. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you want to push or spend luck, you don't see anybody immediately come over. Mm-hmm. But you're welcome to push push the roll if you want to really get um, involved. I do want to push the roll. 
But I want to push the roll by just kind of gesturing to Aiden and saying, you, 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 sir, would you like to sit and have your fortune told? And I'll be doing it like very loudly. Um, what, what sort of questions do you have for my cards, mister? Hey, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, well, uh, I, I suppose, um... Be anything you'd like to know about your future, your love life, your family. I, I would Wealth. like... Yes, I, I would like... I, I'd like to know if I'm ever going to be a millionaire. All right, so... Here, that? Here's what I would like to do. <laughs> I wouldn't normally do this, but it's a lot of fun, so we'll just do it this way. I would like Aiden to make a persuade roll. Okay. To see how persuasive he is being in <laughs> no, this regard. He's really kind of he's like this seems like this seems like a bit of fun, but I'm a bit worried we might be drawing attention to ourselves, which is not the That's intention the here. <laughs> no, not for him, it's not. A persuade role. Okay, so alrighty. Hayden's got a fairly decent persuade. Yeah. You know, part of the job. That is one off a hard success. Very good. 31 under 60. I am going to, with your successful role, award Madame Davina advantage on her push. Ooh. And then allow her to uh, roll with advantage. Okay. So my first one was a 22. So that's already pretty good. 22 under 45 is a hard. Mm-hmm. And then a 12 under 22. Or 12 under 45, sorry. Yeah, take the 12. Why not? Yeah. Okay. You get you think Aiden to play along enough once he says the word millionaire a couple people look over and then some you know other people are uh, one one y- younger guy stands up and, and uh, kind of walks over he's pushes open his uh, suit jacket a little bit says uh, well go on is he going to be a millionaire or not well I, I do see vast wealth in his future now I cannot say a million dollars for certain um, but uh, let, let me see your hand here. This this will tell me more. This will tell me more. I, 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 I can tell more about the person directly from their hands, yes. You see here this line. This, this line is your wealth line. And you see here that it is very, very long. Very, I can tell. So, so it you, is. Yeah, so what is it that you do, sir? Uh... Uh, me, me, I, 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 oh, nothing, not, not, nothing much. I, 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 um, I, I, uh, I, I used to be a policeman. Oh, a former policeman, private detective now? Hey, that's right. <laughs> you could have said anything. <laughs> I think, I couldn't think of anything to say. You put me on the spot. Well, what I see, I see here, yes, that, uh, uh, perhaps there is a large, a, a large a bounty in your future. You will be hired by a very wealthy person. Oh, smashing! It'll pay you, pay you very. And then, oh, so you see this this split here. That is where you start taking on more opportunities. Oh, what's that now? What what what, what can you see? He's, just, <laughs> he's kind of getting drawn into this. <laughs> what what kind of opportunities? <laughs> Is it to do with the farm? Yes, yes, it is to do with the farm. Yes, 
I can see you branching out into many different business opportunities. You see, that is what these splits in this line are here. Right, right. What does what does that one mean? It's pointing to another one. What's 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 that line there now? Ah, uh, yes, this is your this is your love line. <gasps> I can tell I'm, from it you are a family man. Oh, I, I am. I I I does, does does it tell you anything about that? Am I going to have more children? Well, yes, it, it tells me right here. Uh, more children is is what you desire, and uh, you will be wealthy not only in money, but also in, in family and love and happiness. Fantastic. So so, so how, how many children am I having then? And Madame Davina's just thinking, God, I don't know how to get Aiden to shut up now. I need to get him to leave the table. This is a horrible mistake. <laughs> And you see the the gentleman kind of turn and go. Well, how, how many? Well, I can see here. Is it uh, is it two or three that you have now? Can you not see? Can you not tell on my palm? Well, it's it is difficult to tell. It's sometimes the lines Ooh. they are are blurred. But I see I see upwards of five five children. Five. Oh, oh yes, you I, will. I can't afford five children. So, oh, you will certainly. Well, you will be able to soon, sir. And I, I can just tell the little pitter patter of feet all, all around your house. Am I getting a new house? Where is it? Where's the house now? Where does it say that? Which, which light? Which, have I got a house line? <laughs> is there anyone else that would like to have their palms red here today? Yeah, you uh, and you look around. There's probably three or four people now that are standing around. She's really good. You should you should try it. She says this is. She says this line here, right? This tells me I'm going to get a big house. <laughs> the the two of you enjoy the rest of the ferry ride. Probably Madame Davina more than than most because uh, the the business that comes in is uh, fairly good. Yeah. Although. Uh, you'll have to uh, work on perhaps your partner's delivery method and transfer of, you know, the ruse, as it were. <laughs> so, how much, how, how much of that am I getting for being <laughs> your 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 lovely assistant? I'll I'll a small tip. <laughs> hey, I paid for the beer. Yeah, but yes. the next round is on me, Aiden. Oh, smashing cheers! I'll, I'll have a pint of Guinness in place. So you arrive in Calais and board a train, which not long thereafter. I should ask, given that you'll arrive in France, are either one of you carrying anything which would be considered contraband? I'll probably be carrying a firearm, but it's a licensed firearm. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I won't be carrying it on my person. Um, other than that, I mean, yeah, no, I'm not. Um, I'm not bringing any live animals with me, or anything. certainly <laughs> exotic fruit. Exotic <laughs> <laughs> fruit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would say, as far as the pistol goes, as long as you declare it, and the authorities mm-hmm. can look at it and look at yeah, your I've license, got my, my license, and, everything, my, and my private investigator license, and that kind yeah, of thing, they're so. happy to let it in. They just ask you to be careful with it. Madame Devine, are you carrying any um, exotic pets, perhaps? I, or? I am not. No. Exotic items, yes, but not pets. Certainly, certainly. Um, so, yeah. You are an exotic item. The two of you are open to board a train headed for Paris, which is um, about an hour or so, I think, from Calais, depending upon time okay. day. Let me see. I can check the double check the schedule. Just to get Madame it. Davina, do you speak French at all? 
Uh, no, I, mean, I do you're, not. You're, you're, you're European, aren't you? Well, yes, but this is an entirely different language. Um, no, I, I speak a little bit of Italian, but that is it. It's, it's actually about 45 minutes, but either way. Also, obviously, I speak Czechoslovakian. Well, uh, would, they, would, they, would they speak that here? I mean... I, I, I don't, don't. I mean, I I, 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 so. I picked up a, a, a you know a parlez-vous or two here, here and there when I was uh, here during the war, but I I mean I don't I, I couldn't make myself understood in, in French if I had to have a conversation with somebody. Well, we'll just hope that many of them speak English. I I dare say I. Uh, so forty-five minutes later or so, the two of you are deposited uh, at the station in Paris. And that is Nord Station. First one you come across. Um, so I suppose once you hit the ground in Paris, it's likely we'll say midday, uh, given all the travel times. Uh, what are the two of you planning on doing then? I think probably the first thing to do is, is ask maybe at the station um, where where we can find uh, some uh, reasonably priced accommodation. Oh, certainly. Yeah, they direct you to a, a couple of hotels that are uh, off in a, a separate section of Paris. There's a, there are a couple ones around the train station, honestly, that are likely just not... A couple around the train station that are... that are likely not as large and ostentatious as some of the um, the big-name hotels. Uh, but he's much... The room, he's, the room of the bed. Yeah, basically. Yep. Uh, I'm imagining that Paris has a lot of, sm- at the time, has a lot of smaller, just, I wouldn't say flop houses, but in a sense, mm-hmm. yeah, a bed, a door, four walls, and good luck to you. I mean, some free um, cockroaches. Certainly a couple of mice to keep you company at night. French mice. And the two of you find lodgings. Um, they are relatively inexpensive and on budget for you. But I think budget is the word I would stress there. Let's go to a wee cafe or something, and, and uh, we'll get ourselves squared away in our ho- hotel, and um, I'll fill you in on exactly what's uh, what's going on. You know about this Fitzgeorge fellow who's been in the papers and all that. Do you know all about that? I yes, yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing: he's got this big fancy house apartment or whatever it is um, up uh, just just kind of in in the central area near the Arc de Triomphe. Um, so I've been asked to do a bit of uh, looking into him, see, see if we can find out a, a wee bit more about him, uh, maybe try and find out if uh, if he's uh, if he is who he says he is, or if it's all just some big charade, you know? Now, you and I both know that there's something up with this fella based on what happened at the uh, at, uh, at the house there in London at the, uh, the Beatons. I was thinking... We could maybe um, just sort of see if we could f- get an idea about uh, exactly who comes and goes to this place because I hear he gets quite a lot of visitors. Maybe we could try and uh, affect some some kind of uh, some kind of way to to get into their society, to get into the the, the, uh, the company that he keeps, perhaps uh, under the uh, under the guise of of, of you. Doing, doing your magic, you know, um, doing, doing all the, the the business like you're doing on the ferry there, and uh, I'd be like m- maybe your assistant or your manager or some something like that, and uh, you know, I'd I'd be there to just to kind of escort you about the place, keep you safe and sound, and you know, that sort of thing. 
um, and that way maybe you could you could distract them by by doing your your uh, your readings and that. Well, I have a wee uh, a wee nosy about uh, you know maybe see if I can see what's in the back rooms and that maybe get some uh, get some information on the boy that uh, he maybe doesn't want people to know about. How, how does that sound to you? Does that uh, does that sound like something you could uh, you could help me with? Yes, but you don't think that he will recognize us? Oh uh, well, he's as far as I know, he's still in London at the moment. So uh, what I'm thinking is that, that there will be staff there. Um, there may be, um, well, I, I don't know, he might have relatives there or something like that. But the the idea would be that, that nobody there would know us. No, nobody there would recognise us. Uh, of course, you know, if he is there, then then the game's a bogey, as I say, and, and we'd, we'd have to rethink a wee bit. But... Um, you know, we could maybe still get some information out of the out of the servants, or or maybe speak to some of the uh, some of the some of the company that he keeps there. You know. So it sounds to me like this is going to take some of that detective work uh, that you are so well known for. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't like to say that, but uh, that's that's what they pay me for. Yes, perhaps you couldn't stand outside the house and watch like you did at the party. Well, I mean, I was I was thinking about doing that, but getting into the house—that's another thing. Uh, you know, we need some sort of uh, some sort of end. You know, some sort of way to 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 uh, to give us a reason to be inside the place. Oh, reason! When you said you needed an inn, I was going to suggest there's many first floor windows. I well, I mean, that's that's another option. You know, um, I could could do that. I suppose I um, I could maybe sneak it around the back if you wanna if you were there distracting people around the front. I, I try that. Try that. Well, that may be the 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 uh, more expedient method, but uh, it may take some time for us to work our way into uh, into the house on the up and up. I'm I'm not sure how you feel about breaking and entering, Aiden. Well, you know, there have been occasions when I have needed to affect a discreet entry into a private residence in order to obtain information about uh, said individual. I don't like to think of myself as a, as, a, a, as breaking and entering so much because, you know, I don't want to break anything. So that politely opening and entering then? Well, I, you know, again, uh, you know, wiggle, wiggle the uh, the catch of a... Of a a rear window or something like that, you know. Maybe it's a wee bit loose. Maybe the uh, maybe the window just uh, kind of opens itself uh, by itself in a stiff breeze. Who knows? Are you are you suggesting that uh, you, you'd be you'd be up for joining me on, on something like that? I, I wouldn't have thought that'd be up your street at all. Uh, well, uh, well, I've probably had more uh, brushings with the law than you have at this point, but uh, and I, th- I like to avoid those. Um, I was just thinking of something that made maybe work a little bit quicker, but um, I am also fine with um, doing a um, some some sort of surveillance and then um, uh, in in putting ourselves into their uh, their society in some way, maybe the next time they are having a party, but that could be any time. Uh, maybe we go through their mail a little bit. That's a very good idea. Well, let's. I tell you what, then let's let's do that. Let's spend a wee bit of time doing a wee reconnoiter on the place, and you know we can see who's coming and going. We could uh, maybe you know, as you say, maybe uh, see if we can. Uh, um, intercede with the uh, with the postman on his way to the house and you know, see what he's carrying um i'm sure sure a few uh, a few francs uh, 
uh, would uh, be a wee bit of incentive for him to look the other way if you're having a wee nosy inside uh, some of the correspondence going into the house. Um, could maybe also have a wee talk with the, with the servants, you know, if he's got servants in the place and see what the, what they have to say about it. Oh, with a place this size, he certainly has servants. Or we could, uh, or we could maybe get ourselves jobs uh, in in the place and and use that. And I'm sure they're always looking for uh, footmen and chambermaids and whatnot. Yes. You have the, we'll say the afternoon and evening. Would you want to say walk by at least the residence that day? Yeah. Okay. So this is this home is in a very, very what Aiden might call posh area of town. Uh, it's a fantastic what looked like what looks what appears anyway like a three or four story uh, home that is in along a section of homes here in this district. It's close to um, the water, uh, so it's not far from the Seine at all. It's also not terribly far from one of Paris's largest parks, where its royal pavilions are and some of the um, some of the more um, the larger greener spaces that Paris keeps. Uh, but this house is right up with many of the other more magnificent Parisian homes that you've seen, at least in the postcards anyway. Now you're seeing them live in, in the flesh and uh, they do not disappoint. So uh, it's, it's, it's a, uh, an actual uh, house rather than just a, an apartment that, uh, that he's got. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep, there's an actual house here. And so that would tell you likely a couple of things. One, that there's an awful lot of money there because homes in this section would be, I mean, astronomical. Cost and value, given the real estate. Uh, so whoever, whoever had this home first uh, or had it long ago and he eventually bought it from, they had money and clearly he has money as well. I wonder if, um, uh, as as we stroll past, actually, um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll offer my arm to Madame Davina, um, uh, so we, you know, perhaps look like a, a, a couple taking the air um, with, a, with a pleasant uh, February eve afternoon <laughs> yep. um, in Paris, um, just sort of nonchalantly strolling along. I wonder if we could find out, perhaps how he came by this 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 house who he is maybe where where his money came from because this is i mean this is a big place this this must be worth a bob or two yes um i i i just assume like most rich people it is family money but we could in fact see if maybe he has into any um, activities that would acquire uh, absurd Amount an unreasonable amount of money for the amount of work he's doing. That's a good question, actually, isn't it? If he's saying right, if he's saying that he is the son of the Earl, then who's he been living with, growing up with? I mean, he's got a mother, obviously, but uh, you know, an un- unwed mother with a a baby boy. Where where would she come by? The amount, the kind of money that you'd need to buy somewhere like this. Well, it could be her family could be wealthy. 
it, it could be, I suppose. It could be, but it does seem a wee bit odd. And he's not it's, even... I mean, he's 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 taken this name Fitzgeorge. It's, I don't even know if that's his real name. You know, he's Italian. Why, why, where would, why would an Italian have a name like Fitzgeorge? And George is the name of the man he says is his daddy. Uh, just mm-hmm. for a point of reference, as far as the Fitzgeorge name goes, mm-hmm. it is not uncommon for bastard children to bastardize that name ah, and he's cut not, in. He's, he's saying he's not a bastard. Though. Right. He's saying he's, he's, his, his mother was married to him. So certainly he, he should, in theory, be calling himself Fitz, Fitzroy. Right. But he's not. But he's not, which, which is, is curious. strange in itself. Yeah. Anyway, just it just it just sounded a wee bit odd to me. Why, you know, why is why is he not got his his mother's name or his adoptive father's name or I, I don't know I don't know. I agree. It is very strange. And you know, he's just popped up out of nowhere. Where's he been all these years? I mean, in this big house in in Paris. You think? I, I don't know. Somewhere like this, it's a bit it's a bit ostentatious, isn't it? A bit, but like I said, usually these things are, are come by from family members. I suppose maybe, maybe if we can find out who his mother is, find out if she does have money. Or there is there anywhere we can poke around public records? Well, I could give a wee call back to the office. Actually, if we can find a telephone, I could uh, I could see if I can find out if they know anything about his mother. Why don't the two of you give me spot hidden rolls? Okay. You're walking by the house. Uh, 97 uh, and over uh, 25. So obviously the sun is in my eyes. Clearly. <laughs> You're being distracted by holding Aiden's hand. However, Aiden is considerably more eagle-eyed. That is a zero three under 50. No, actually, uh, um, Madame Davina, you're a little distracted by the size of the house and especially given the surrounding apartments it seems rather strange for one person to have a home this big that doesn't seemingly have any children isn't married mm. it's very strange on the other hand one of the, the other the other strangeness that Aiden picks up on specifically is this he looks very closely um, over those windows and he begins to notice that the interior portion of the window isn't curtains it isn't a window treatment those windows that styling is blocking the windows so i didn't quite follow what you mean well the windows seem to be very we'll say craftily boarded up on the inside they're blocked so, so, so the, are they board? Uh, are they boarded up on the inside or on the outside? Right. So, what you're seeing, right? Am I seeing the, the gla- glass glass panes. Yeah. So, are they are they, sh- are they shuttered inside then, or? Yeah, they are given the appearance that they have nice fine curtains by visually oh, wow. looking at them from the outside. Okay. But your what your eyes are catching is that they're they're shuttered from the inside. All right. So, is it like the curtains are just sort of? painted onto yes. wood or something like that right. and you're seeing been... something all oh, right okay so to everybody else passing by it looks like oh yes it's just another grand house mm-hmm. but you have been able to perceive that that's just an art treatment that's been done to these uh, and the house is actually boarded up 
I'll, I'll mention that uh, as we walk along. He says, here, here, here. See, see those windows up on the uh, up on the first floor there. You know, think there's something a wee bit odd about them. Just kind of motioning with my head rather than pointing or anything like that. <laughs> I'm happy to give you a reroll if you'd like, Madame Davina. Uh, sure. Pointing it out. <laughs> well, my first ones are zero zero, so we'll see what the second <laughs> digit is. Three, so a three. Oh wow, that's what I got as well. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't a zero. I just rolled with the one die that I didn't drop. So yeah, after him, after he points it out, you absolutely see it. Uh, you see exactly what he's talking about. And yeah, somebody has done a very decorative visual, you know, painting of these uh, window curtains to make it appear as if they're luxury when in fact they're simply there to block everything out like um, it being shuttered. That is very strange. I'm going to look at the other windows as well and just see if they're all like that or if I can tell if they're all like that. Indeed they are. Everything except the first floor. Which uh, those windows are a little bit larger. Well, and are you, are you meaning the ground, America yeah, the, first floor, yeah, ground, ground floor, yeah. yeah, ground floor, right? Ground floor, uh, and those windows are as they would normally be. Um, mm-hmm. You can see the glass there. I don't think uh, anybody's gotten in through those windows. They look like uh, they look like they're they're just made out to be. There's something. Are they? Is it all shut up inside or something? Or are they? Or are they hiding something? My my initial thought was the second one, though he is not here. So and no, no, he's not. Don't believe we have seen much goings on at the house. So perhaps they have shut it up. But I. Uh, but they, why would they shut it up and make it look as though it's not shut up? Unless they've got it uh, boarded up to make it look like there's people there just to avoid getting robbed. I mean, either either could be possible. You don't see... Uh, the grounds look relatively tended to, just as mm-hmm. you're continuing to pass by. The hedges is, are in a reasonable shape, although they don't seem like they're finely as finely manicured as some of the other locations. Mm-hmm. But what tips you off, I think, most is, is that where others around here might have um, refuse and, and stations for it, uh, for, for regular garbage pickup, um, mm-hmm. there's nothing on the side of the house that shows that. We've seen no comings or goings as we've been kind of strolling along there. No. And other houses are relatively active. I don't think there's anybody home. Well, then this may be the perfect time to enact plan B. Do you know something? I think you might very well be right there. Time to get the old uh, leather gloves on, eh? Yeah, I mean, opportunity knocks, it seems. Well... Let's 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 wait till uh, maybe we've got a wee bit of uh, a wee bit of, uh, of cover from darkness. Don't want to be uh, don't want to be seen climbing in through somebody's window in the middle of the day. Okay, you have your food. A few hours pass, uh, Madame Davina. You can gather gather anything from your uh, hotel room you so desired, leather gloves, etc. And then you uh, slowly but surely make your way back to this 16th district uh, and at, at nightfall the building is not much different than the rest of the ones around it save for the fact that it has very few lights on 
but it does have some lights on. Uh, mm, it does. There seems to be an electric light that is on on the first floor. It looks like it's either near um, perhaps a butler's area or um, the, the service entrance. Okay. And then there is a what you think there is some sort of glow that comes from the third floor upstairs. It's a very similar electric light glow that you're familiar with. So perhaps there's someone up there as well. All right. So is that, is that like coming kind of through a crack in the board yeah, or something like just, that? Just know? a slight crack. It looks like it's not empty after all. And these lights weren't on during the day earlier on, though. No? They were not. Okay. That is very strange, considering that it did not seem like anyone was living here. Hey, I've got a feeling there's something shady going on here. Perhaps I could knock on the door and offer my services on the door-to-door basis and just see if anyone answers. Hey, why don't you do that? Um, I, I, while you do that, I'll maybe sneak around the back and see if I can find a way in. That's the plan? You go to the front door? Yes. Two wide, brown, deep brown doors make up this the front entrance here. It's a rather luxurious front door. And there's a big brass knocker there on the right side of it. Uh, I knock. You lift the knocker and then slam it into the wood, uh, creating a wonderful resonant tone through the mahogany and oak that's there. I'll wait for a while. <laughs> I'm going to get myself, while she's doing that, I'm going to get, get myself sort of around, around the side of the building. I think I will, though. I think I will try and discreetly observe the front, but I don't want to be seen. So going around the side of the, the back side of the house or to the servant's entrance, if that's where more you're aiming at, Aiden, you don't see or hear any direct movement back there. There is a, possibly a window, that I, uh, a darkened window around the back that I could get into if I needed mm, to. If you need to. It's, it's a, a little smaller than you were hoping it would be, but uh, there's, there's, uh, there's, a, there's a availability there if you have to. Is it good size for Madame Davina to get through to, I think? Oh, um, I don't know Madame Davina's size in comparison to yours, but... Well, I'm pretty huge. <laughs> Um, in, in 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 mechanical terms, yes, uh, I I have a size of eighty five. <laughs> yeah, you should be able to fit through this. And if Madame Davina isn't eighty five or higher, then she's not. You're fairly certain she could. So far, no answer at the front door, Madame Davina. Uh, okay, so in that case, um, I will walk away as if oh, no one's home. But I, I won't walk directly around the building. I'll kind of walk away and circle back. Okay. To try to join or follow wherever Aiden went. It, it takes you a bit of a circuitous route to get back there, but you do eventually uh, get to the uh, the back of the building where he's kind of lying in wait. Is, is there like an alleyway that runs along the back of these buildings? So basically the the house that they have is sits almost on a corner point of two larger apartment buildings. So there's not one alley, there's two. And you definitely have the um, the opportunity then to hang out in the alley. You probably have about 13 or so minutes until your uh, friendly patrol arrives back. So we, yeah, okay. So we could, in theory, if we can get in and there's nobody there or if we can find somewhere that we can hide in there, we could actually stay for a double circuit if we needed to. Certainly. Okay, so I'll, I'll kind of 
keep an eye out. I'll hopefully have seen Madame Davina walking away from the house and, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll keep an eye out for her coming around the other way. Yeah, it doesn't take you too long until you start seeing her kind of make a path back towards where she will come around the backside of the house. If it's um, quiet, I'll probably kind of move over to, to, to meet her halfway. Okay. You meet up with her? Nobody home? No, no one was home. I found a wee window here that uh, I think, uh, well, I, I can probably just about squeeze through it, but it might be easier if I give you a wee boost up and see if you can get in through it. Yes, of course. Come on, then. And I'll kind of head over towards this wee window. Okay. Yeah, you pass pass over the, into, into the yard, as it were, the, the greenery that they have here, and then get yourself close to uh, the window. Right here, here. You just put your foot in my hands there, and I give you a wee boost up. Yeah, I'll I'll do so. Foot on hand and hands on shoulder. Okay. One, two, three. Oh, oh there she goes. You get over into the yard, and then uh, your aim is to enter the home. That's the plan. Anything? What What does the back garden look like? Does it look like it's well kept? Does it? Uh, it's reasonably well kept. They have some. Uh, they have some nice flowers here uh, there's no there's no you know common vegetables or anything like that here it's all it's all meant for visuals there are some statues small ones um, no more than maybe a, a few feet tall yeah why don't the both of you there in the in the moonlight here give me a, a spot hidden roll Absolutely. yeah Aiden's got no interest in flowers other than buying a bunch of them to give to his wife on her birthday Oh, yep, that's a hard success. Twenty-five under fifty, uh, right? And if if you would, at a sixty-seven, over twenty-five. Uh, and you notice that uh, this courtyard here, this little this green space here, has two or three um, just kind of pleasant, almost um, uh, almost uh, not fairy statues, but um, folklore statues. Uh, you notice mm. them right away, actually. Could I make an occult roll, perhaps, to see if I recognize uh, who or what they might be of? Or what yeah. type of folklore they might be, if nothing else? <laughs> Zero two. Oh, well, uh, certainly, these are gnomes. Huh. Uh, not, not like garden gnomes fishing and that. Uh, no, what? no, these are these are gnomes. Uh, these look more like, well, I mean, given, given some of your... Uh, knowledge of the occult and, and perhaps more, um, who would say, fey lore in that regard. These are not your average run-of-the-mill gnomes. These are something, these more like traditional folklore gnomes. Kind of European? Maybe, uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe even Eastern European? Uh, maybe. Uh, their ears are far more pointed. Uh, their bodies are a little bit squat kind of almost 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 rotund in that regard they wear little hats but not the chiseled to perfection gnomes that you've seen in some of the shops and whatnot these are a little wild yeah they're not jolly little fellows with, um, uh, with no red, it doesn't seem like it some fishing rods yeah so, so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of nudge madame davina say hey look at that now. yes that's a bit odd eh the gnomes. Perhaps they are just interested in gnomes. These aren't like garden gnomes. These are 
these are proper gnomes, you know? Like from, from uh, around sort of Germany, that kind of area, I think. Do I know with my zero two anything about the uh, the habits and characteristics of the type of gnome that's depicted in these um, in these little statuettes? Probably would know that they're meant as they're meant to protect places, mm-hmm. especially special places in nature. Uh, you know that they have been used as for some of the more um, traditional folklore types. In not only in Europe but also in um, parts beyond, they have been used as um, something that wise women might put in their garden to protect it from being ravaged by, uh, you know, unruly animals or seen as a offering of submission to nature deities. These are these are like th- these are protection figures. These aren't just, you know, ornaments. This is like some somebody who knows something about this kind of things put them there to protect protect their garden from, you know, from foxes and that. Well, whatever. we already knew that the gentleman was interested in the occult. Aye, aye, indeed. Are indeed. you saying there is something wrong that there are people that are interested in the occult or no, magical no, ways of thinking? I'm not saying that at all. No, I just, uh, aye, it's just interesting. A protective I don't know if they're just just need to be careful. Some may say that the things that I wear or do are strange or no, 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 um, no. mysterious or weird or I suppose what I mean is if they've got something protecting the garden, they've probably got something protecting the house. Like a dog or No, well, what I mean is something a wee bit more than that. A wee bit less I don't know, mundane. Is that the right word? Mundane. So, yes, though so I do not fear uh, gnomes made out of plants. Oh, I well, just all I'm saying is be careful when when we go in. Just keep your eyes peeled and keep your wits about you. Okay, I will watch out for the gnomes, Aiden. I all right then. All right, very funny. So, um, how are the two? You guys are going to go through a window. Um, yeah, I'll try and find this this window that. Uh, um, that I noticed earlier on, and uh, if if I need to um, give Madame Davina a, a wee leg up in, in, into it, and, so. you do find a window. You found the wi- you find the window that has the light on. You don't hear anything as as you get closer to the window, uh, except maybe a slight. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather not have a window with a light on because <laughs> if there's a light in the room, there might be somebody in the room there. But you know, okay, there are other windows as well. If we can manage to peek into the room very, very surreptitiously and see if there's anybody in it first, then maybe, maybe we can slip in. Sure. I suppose that's probably going to be a stealth roll. But I'll, I'll, I'll say that. What, what do you reckon here? I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if we should go into a, a, a room that's got a light on in it. Maybe, maybe go into one that's dark. And what do you think? Yes, I do think that would be better as well. Right. Okay. We'll have a wee lesson up though just to see if we can hear anybody in there. I wonder, um, the, this, this window, does it have a, a, have a good have a good view of the garden? Like, uh, you know, anybody standing in, in the room, could they just watch us going through the garden? <laughs> Actually, fortunately for you, this window, um, the, the garden itself has more of a wrap to its edges. And so you do have a little bit of cover from that window directly. Okay. So yeah, I, I want to sneak sneak up and get sort of under or to the side of the window and just listen at it anyway, see if I can hear anyone. 
Yeah, go ahead. Okay. This is 45, so... That is 18. Very good. All is well at the moment. I don't think there's anyone in there. We could maybe risk it. Or we could just go in this next window here where there's nobody. Like, no light might be better for sneaking, but... Right, okay, let's do that then. I agree. Okay, how are you planning on getting in the window then? Um, I guess first thing is uh, see if it is locked and... If it is not locked, open it. <laughs> okay. Yep. It, uh, you test the window itself, and uh, the casement does seem locked. Do you know how to unlock this window? You said before that sometimes you would just jiggle something and loosen it up. Uh, depends how tightly locked it is and how secure the lock is. This one looks pretty good. I think we're going to have to... Okay, we'll go back to the other window then. Hold on a minute. Hey, let's go try the other window, see if it's open. So you go back to the window that has the light on, and that one, sure enough, does appear to not have the clasp at the at the top locked. Here is the thought. We listened, but um, perhaps we could uh, do a little tap on the window and then um, like get really close to wall so no one sees us and then just see if anyone hears and comes to window. Right, okay, well, let's... Let's let's do that. Let's go and have a look at this other window with the light on. See if uh, see if we can get in. The window itself appears to be a little bit more well used than some of the others. So maybe this was a window that the uh, if there's a staff member here, maybe they open it for uh, fresh air or something like that. Right. Do you need a boost in, or should I go first? Well, I went first last time, so it would only be polite for me to let you go first this time, Aiden. Alrighty then, here we go. And um, I will, as quietly as I can, open this window just enough to uh, to squeeze in. Yeah. Um, and then when I'm in, I'll help Madame Davina uh, in and through. Okay. It's not terribly hard. You lose a couple of minutes just trying to be quiet about things, but mm-hmm. you do manage to get into this staff area. It looks like this is a place where maybe somebody at one point had done some record keeping. Uh, it looks like there's a small burner stove in one section of it for uh, perhaps a teapot just to put the kettle on and, and, uh, and warm themselves up. But the one thing that you notice just with the light here this little office, if that's what it is, has not been used in months. Dust all over the place. There's nice papers on the floor. Like at one point, there were in boxes and out boxes. This looks like a, you know, a, perhaps a head butler's room or something like that, or a, some sort of butler's room who would who would keep. Uh, or a housekeeper that would keep records or something like that because it's been demolished. But the light's on in it. Yeah, the overhead light that's here is uh, just a... It's a bare bulb, is it? Yeah, it's just a bare bulb. It's not more than that. I'm going to have a good search through this room while I'm here. Certainly. It didn't, perhaps we only didn't see the light earlier because it was daylight out. It doesn't appear like this place has been... No, no one's no. been here in quite some time. Oh, you're right, it doesn't. 
You'll have to be careful. Do we see any... I know you said there's like kind of a thick layer of dust all over. Mm -hmm. Do we see any footprints? Like, does the floor look clean? Does it look like anyone's walked through here at all? There are some prints here on the floor. It looks like maybe they're from a dog. At least it looks like it. Maybe scrambled around a little bit. Hmm. There's also a smell of... um, There's a watery smell in the air. It's a bit musky in here. This place doesn't smell lived in at all. I take it I don't find anything as I'm sort of searching through. I'm trying not to disturb the dust if I can if I can avoid it. But. The stuff that you do find is from years ago. Okay. And you're you're looking at papers that are dated from 1915, 1918. And what are the names on them? Is there is there household records with the names of the household? It's certainly not Fitzgeorge, that's for sure. Mm. So uh yeah, the the name Seems to be uh, Bore, so it's B-O-U-R-E-E. But yeah, you don't see a single thing in here labeled with Fitzgeorge at all. This is not right at all. This is not right at all. This, see, this here, this, this house belongs to somebody called Bore. Well, ten years ago belonged to somebody called Bore. There's nothing more recent than that here at all. Well, perhaps that was his family's name, or... Like his mother's. That's not an Italian name. Come on, let's let's keep moving. You guys move out of this room and you enter a larger portion of the kitchen. So this is actually a, a fairly small kitchen, all, all things told. Uh, the house itself is pretty large, but the kitchen is not uh, what you would think is as, as a grand kitchen by any means. So if, if there's no lights on, um, I'm going to have, uh, I'll have a, a flashlight, but I'll have it um, shaded so that it's only a little bit of light coming out of it. So, Certainly. So if, if there are, um, you know, windows that are not shuttered or curtained, you can't see lights moving about mm-hmm. inside the rooms from outside. Yeah. Certainly. The, the limited light does give you a couple of interesting things to chew on for your brain. The dog's footprints are move back and forth throughout this room quite a bit. Sorry, I completely missed that you said there was dog's footprints. Yeah, uh, in the dust. Uh, Madame Davina saw them. And the prints do seem to track all over the place and there looks like there might be more than one dog here. Different sizes. Can I make a natural world roll to see if I can uh, identify what breed of dog this might be? Yeah, certainly. Uh, that's a 28 under 40. You know, when you get down into the dust and in some of this, uh, I don't want to say dirt, but that's essentially what it is. It's not its not potting dirt by any means, but there's, there's dirt and film here on the kitchen floor. You're not certain that this is a dog's footprint at all. It's a little wide to be a dog's footprint. And you see the irregularities between the two sets and maybe, maybe one was just smaller than the other, but that... That footprint there, the one you're standing in front of, is it's it's way too wide to be a dog's footprint. That's, that's, I mean, that's a that's a see that there there that's a dog there. I don't know if that's a guard dog or what it is, but this here this here's not a dog's foot, footprint at all. That's not a that's not a dog's paw print. I don't know what that is. It's uh, some kind of some kind of big animal, anyway. Perhaps it is. Um... This guardian protector house. Aye, aye, maybe it is. 
I put my hand on my uh, my pistol, <laughs> make sure it's there. Continue on then. Yes. So, so, is there any dust lying at all where these paw prints are? Like, are they, you know, do they look very, very recent, or do they look like they were a while back, but not as long ago as um, everything else has been left? Probably a couple of. They're probably a couple of weeks versus. Okay, so it's maybe a tiny, tiny little bit of dust or something like that. Getting into the first floor of the house, one of the things that you recognize straight away is that the larger portion of the house is you as you exit the, the staff kitchen areas into, we'll say, the, the dining area, is that it is kept very much like the, the rest of the rooms the rooms you've seen so far. Table here has um, seen much better days. The eight-seat, no, strike that, ten-seat dining room table, the chairs are in terribly bad disrepair. It looks like a couple of them have been broken. Uh, there are several deep gashes in the table. It looked like somebody's taken a oh, a knife maybe and cut into the table. Pretty jagged sharp cut. Do they form any kind of pattern or is it just like... Um, a couple of them seem to trace along some of the same lines. It's hard to say if it's an exact pattern per se, but, um, but there are some swirls near where the uh, head of the table is. Like someone took a, a couple of knives and just ran them around. Or maybe there was a big dog in here and it scratched the table with its front paws. Oh, it's, nobody's been in here for a while, eh? No, it makes it even stranger that the light was left on. It's like no one is even living here. And if you had this much money, wouldn't you leave behind to keep up the house while you were gone? I think so, yeah. I, but I, I mean, I could have sworn that that light, I, I had a look during daylight. I could have sworn that the, that light wasn't on. Why would you turn a light on in a room that doesn't get used? Well, it is also strange we only saw dog prints and we have not seen any shoe prints. I, that's a that's a, that's a point at all. The dogs turning lights on and off in the house. Well, you said not a dog, though. I was just wondering what it is now. You hear the creak of floorboards from upstairs. You fancy finding out? Well, I was thinking that maybe it's time for us to get out of here now, Aiden, but... Heck, we found nothing out yet. Well, the point we of breaking know... and entering is not to get caught. We don't even know if there's a cellar here. We won't get caught. We're, we'll be fine. Okay, but you are going first. There's no there's no point coming in here if we're not going to find anything out about the place. I will be following five feet behind. It's all right. I've, I've, I've got... I, I'm armed, so don't you worry. We'll be fine. It'll break into a man's home and shoot his help. Well, it's not going to come to that. You exit out of the dining room, and as you do so, you get into a an entrance space or a larger hallway here. And you can see that at one side of it, there's a long staircase that goes up. Uh, and a, a bit beyond that, you see that the front door, or what you assume, Madame Davina, is the front door because there's two large doors, probably likely the ones that you'd seen from the other side. Is there all dust on, on the floor and stuff around here as well? Oh, indeed. And similar footprints track through this area towards the stairway. Um, could we, um, qu- quite often in in large houses, there would be a separate um, servant's stairway around the back so that s- servants can move up and down sure. between the floors without um, getting in the way of the, uh, the, the, the gentry. Have we seen anything that looks like that? 
not as of yet. But if it is going to be around here, you mentally look right and it would be further down this area. Right. Do you want to go up the main staircase here? Or are we a bit exposed up there? Or do you want to see if we can find a wee servant staircase? I believe the back way would be best. Okay, so we'll sort of sneak along the... Um Trying to keep quiet, going going along through the corridor, listening out for any more noises upstairs. Okay. Now you continue on through the first floor to the, or the ground floor to the right. And uh, as you continue pathing that way, you you come upon a, a large room likely for um, a, a sitting room, in effect. Couches, uh, you see that there are, there's a fireplace there at the back that, of course, is old and cold. And uh, it looks like there are a few or were a few bookshelves in use here, but they've all been smashed and and ripped down. This is really the first time in the house you're seeing, beyond some of the scratches on the, on the table, you're seeing actual destructive work. Like some of the furniture here has been ripped, up, ripped apart. Uh, some of these fine couches and chairs have had their fabrics shredded on the back. Does it look like it's been shredded by animals? Is it like kind of, you know, your, your classic three or four claw marks going parallel? Certainly does. The trouble you're having is that you don't know of any beasts in Paris that do that. There's nothing here that's that's big enough, really, to, to do that. I mean, maybe a really playful dog, but that'd be a big dog. Mm. Aiden, do you think that perhaps when they left the house, they left the dogs here? and the dogs have just been tearing the place up or that the keeper something happened to the keeper and they left one night and never came back the dogs would be long dead by now if they'd been left locked up in a house with nothing to eat well that's why I thought maybe there was a keeper that was taking looking after them and then but something happened to them and it has been some time perhaps they died in the house and the dogs have been eating them I don't know it's possible uh, maybe that well happens. in that case I think we have to go and see have to go and find out if there's a dead body here. Do uh, do we see um, a back staircase? You do, you do. Uh, are you gonna are you gonna go up the back staircase then? Oh, I think so. Wonderful. Well, I am anyway. I don't know if Madame Davina's got other ideas. No, I will follow. <laughs> um, so this back staircase has uh, a couple of things straight away as you look as you as you begin to enter it because the door to it is open. Um, there are these deep gouges along. Uh, the entrance to it, the, the wood that makes up that side of the staircase door is just shredded at, say, the two and a half to maybe three foot height level. Uh, it's cut up and it looks like someone's taken a, a buzz saw to several pieces of it. And you see it, the same sort of three or four claw mark scratches on the interior side, right? It looks like somebody's cat or dog went crazy trying to get out. So is there still dust in that up here? A lot less, actually. In fact, um, the dust level in the staircase is probably the most minimal you've seen. There's another creak from upstairs. Here we go. Continue upwards. Yeah, very cautiously and quietly. All right, listen rolls, please. 21 under 40. 14 under 20. Uh, so you both definitely hear the footfalls of something moving upstairs. It's not simply a creak this time. 
It's a creek with a little bit extra on the, the back side of it. There's this three, four, five, six footsteps that move away. You're not sure if it's the next floor or if it's maybe a floor above. There's a little weight to them. So that that was a uh, um, actually a, a hard success. It was 21 under 45. That's it, fair well. So for the hard success, you'd know that it's being it is being created by more than one being. That's, what I was, that's exactly what I was going to ask. Um, uh, and also, can I tell, is it possible to tell? Would I need extreme success to tell um, whether it was uh, two-legged or four-legged? Oh, for sure. You definitely would need an extreme success or something like that. As long as you don't stop, you get to the second floor. Okay, so uh, we'll see, look into a room in the second floor cautiously. Now, did I, did you say, so when you're saying second floor, you're saying the floor above ground level, yeah? Yes, one, sir. One, one, one yes, level I, up, yeah. You call it first floor, I know. Um, it's just so that I, I, I know you're referring to it in your way, not my way. So I think you said that there was a light on on this level when we were outside. We saw a light glinting through the cracks. In the, That'd be the next floor up. The, the next one up. Okay. Yeah. okay, cool. Sneak peek into one or two rooms here before moving up. Yeah, these are mostly bedrooms. You do see through the uh, dim uh, torchlight here, you do see the very similar tracks, footprints as you've seen through the house which are animal, which as far as you can tell. The bedrooms here have equally been disrupted. Looks like at one point that the house was lived in, likely well-loved at one point, but something has happened to it. Um, we haven't come across a, any rooms that look like they might be a study or something like that, have we? No, not yet. Not yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the There's definitely a an additional smell on this floor. There's a almost brackish, uh, dirty water smell. You smell that? Yes. I wonder if something happened with the plumbing. Perhaps something burst or... That's that salt water, that. Hmm. Strange. Hey, that's that tough. This place smells like salt water. No, that doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, I could understand it if it was damp and moldy or rotten wood and that, but salt water. Strange. Perhaps we could find where the noise was coming from. Aye, aye, well, aye. I'd like to see there's another light on one of the rooms upstairs. I'll see if I can see that. Uh, yes, let's continue upstairs then to that room. You continue up the stairways in the back using the servant's uh, method of transportation around the house that there are pathways to get you where you need to go uh the third floor is a little the second floor i should say is a little different than uh the previous one it appears that several of the rooms here have been removed Uh, this does not seem unnatural it actually seems natural so it's much more of an open spot it looks like at one point here there may have been a grand library planned. Uh, you can tell just by the way the walls and and uh, the supporting beams of the house are made up. It's likely at one point the original owner had something quite grand, quite beautiful planned for here, but the construction never completed. So the so walls have been removed uh, around this this layer. It looks like, like what they probably did was they removed a bedroom and then have made a space of what would have been two bedrooms into some sort of grand study or grand library or something like that. But 
It looks like only part, part of it has been planned out or part of it has been enacted. But here too, you see that there have been some objects moved into place. Your torchlight begins to move over uh, several of several of the same sort of style of statuary pieces that you saw out in the garden. Aye, aye. Something's going on here. And as the paler or diffused torchlight passes over this area, you see large darkened spots here in the wood. Spoiled spot. Spots you've seen on hardwood floors before, Aiden. Is it blood? It absolutely is. Something's happened here. What what do you mean? See see these dark stains on the on the wood here? That's that's not paint. That that's you know that's I, I don't know whether it's animal blood or human blood, but it's blood. Aiden, I'm starting to think we shouldn't be here. Aye, maybe you're right, maybe you're right. But there's something here. Spot hidden rolls from both of you. Could I see where where the light is coming from? Because I think it's somewhere on this floor, isn't mm-hmm. it? It is somewhere on the floor. You think it's uh, perhaps further down the hallway. Okay. That's when I roll a 98. <laughs> um, that. Then 19 under 25 for me. All right. So for... Um, it's not a fumble for me, though, because I've got a 50 in spot hidden. So. You do. Uh, would you like to push that roll at all? Oh, actually, do you know what? I think I might. I think I might. Bearing in mind there's obviously something horrible, horribly monstrous here. I've seen this little glint of uh, of light uh, a little bit ahead. Yeah. Um, so, um, and and having kind of crouched down a little bit to see the to, to see what's on the floor, um, I'm, I'm just kind of going to motion to Madame Davina just to to hold still for a moment, um, and I'm going to move up. I'm gonna turn my torch off. Um, and move up uh, a little bit closer to where um, where, where this uh, light is, um, just to see if I can see or hear anything else. Okay, fair enough. Oh, that's a seventy-four, which is a failure. Very good. Uh, so we'll deal with that failure here shortly, Madam Davina. The change in perspective, the change in light. As he tries to, as Aiden tries to get a better view of, of the situation, is telling for you. It's telling because what you begin to pick out is movement. And it's not movement you wanted to see in any way, shape, or form. And you see very clearly, at least you think you see, at this far statue piece, this little fat ugly gnome's eyes move and focus on you and you see the briefest of which from its stubby sharp fingers Aiden Aiden the, the gnomes the, the gnomes are moving Aiden Aiden it's the gnomes I will whirl round to to see what it is. So you see this little ugly thing (laughs) seemingly made out of stone, pretending, of course, to be a jolly little gnome with a pointed red hat and funny pointed ears. But clearly it is not neither jolly nor funny. It has hideous eyes and pointed teeth. And all along its naked form is etched deep 
dark tattoo lines across its stone-colored skin. And it is very much interested in reaching out and plucking your eyes out with its claws. Oh, splendid. I suppose you'd be wanting a sanity roll. Uh, I would, from both of you. I always want a sanity roll. So Aiden has seen a few things during his previous um, time in France, which has uh, left him a little, a little shaken and possibly a, a tad fragile, we say. I got a 31 under 68. Okay. Uh, you don't take any sanity loss. I got an 85 over 37. So... I'll only take one point of sanity from you. It snaps like a twig in your brain, Aiden. This is a Goatwoods Dome. Shit! These little nasty creatures are used to protect houses and sometimes protect circles of magic and and other fae and... uh, natural uh, occurring mystical creatures. Uh, They're also known to seek revenge on those who trespass in their garden. And so, if I may, I would like to have both of your dexterities, please. My dexterity is 35. Mine is 55. Oh, all right. So, Madam Davina, you will go first. You are beset upon by death itself in the form of multiple stone goatwoods gnomes who are very interested in seizing their clawed-like fingers into all manner of flesh and blood. Yeah. Is there a bludgeoning object near me? I'll tell you what. Give me a luck roll. We'll see what you can find. Okay. A 25 under 60. Oh, yeah. Look, there's this piece of uh, statuary here. Okay. It's a it's a bust. It's a bust of some French woman, and uh, clearly it you can avail yourself of it and use it as a bludgeoning item. Yeah, I will try to bludgeon whichever one is closest to me. Then, so far there are three of them that you've seen. One is behind Aiden. One is in front of you near, and one is in front of you far. Yeah, in front of me near. Aiden can handle the one that's near him. <laughs> Very well, then. Uh, So uh, picking up the item is is, uh, fairly easy to do. And then you just need to make a fighting brawl roll. Unless you have a fighting statuary or bust roll. I rolled an under 25. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. And so I'm going to ask you to roll damage. I'm going to consider this statuary piece a D8. But then after you're done rolling it, depending upon the damage that you do, I will determine how much of the statue is left. Okay. A three. Any damage bonus from Adam Davina? No. It does stay intact. Hey. So you can use it again. Aiden, this uh, funny little gnome is going to make uh, an attempt to make mincemeat out of your uh, hamstrings. Aye. Well, that's smashing. Um, I'm going to try and fight back against it. Yeah, go for it. Uh, That is a failure on my part. And and a failure on his part as well. So he tries to get close to you and uh, 
you end up sidestepping him a little, and you can feel the pounding of the stone on the grounds here as his, his body moves back and forth. Uh, they seem to be quite heavy. And then it is the one fighting Madame Davina. Uh, and so he didn't attempt to bite you. He wants to taste your human flesh. That's fair enough. You're exotic as far as he's concerned. All right. So that is a, a success. Would you care to dodge or fight? Um, I would like to uh, fight back. Yeah. Maybe got him once. Maybe I can get him again. I rolled a nine under 25, uh, 25 this time. Well, you've surely beaten his roll, so go ahead and um, roll damage. A five. Okay, so you hit him squarely in the face as he's trying to... He comes up and opens his mouth up with all these tiny little dagger-like teeth and hisses at you like he's going to <sighs> chomp into your face, and you bonk him on the head with this uh, enormous statuary piece. And at that point, when you hit him, uh, his nose breaks. And you see like a gout of pink and red uh, fluid or organ come out of his nose. And it makes this like sound like air is coming out of it. Um, And it kind of spatters blood all over you and all over the surrounding area. Uh, the one at the far end of the room is going to move and he is going to flank Aiden as Aiden is busy dancing with this first gnome the other gnome is going to add itself to the party Uh, and so Dodger fight back sir fight back that's another failure same here Uh, so you're now dancing with multiple gnomes how many in total of them do there seem to be? I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a whirlwind at the minute. Yeah, there are three, but your light, your torchlight has revealed that there are six pedestals in this room, three of which are missing. Right, okay. Uh, and it's now your turn. All righty then. So I am, uh, I have got a uh, small kind of a, a kosh in my, that I carry with me. It's not like a, a full size um, one. It's just like a small, you know, it's, it's effectively like a, a, a billiard ball in a sock kind of thing. So um, that is that's what I use for situations such as this, where I might get into trouble with a miscreant. Um, uh, I'm just going to pull that out of my pocket and swing it. Just swing it at the one that's um, attacked me in the first place. That is a normal success. Okay. 51 under 60. Go ahead and roll damage. That's a total of three points of damage. <laughs> okay, so you wind up and you hammer this thing give it a good whack with this stick uh, you can feel the reverberation up your arm when you connect with it whatever this little gnome is made out of uh, which appears to be stone it's it's definitely a sturdy sturdy thing mm. but yeah you definitely hit Madame Davina what more destruction would you like to do with the statuary yes. piece well this one whose nose I seem to have broken off I would like to hit him again if at all possible certainly it is your action so I can try Ooh, not this time. 49 over 25. Okay. He dances out of the way. Um, You can see that this pink and red fluid is beginning to coat his body. Uh, And you see it's getting stuck into all these little different tattoos or raised 
markings on his skin. And it's starting to glow. That will be your gnome. Your first gnome, uh, Aiden, is going to uh, continue to attempt to, to assail you. Oh. So, uh, yeah, dodge or fight back. Fight back, please. No, that's a failure. Okay. All right, take one. Okay. <laughs> ah! Yeah, yeah, we, shite. <laughs> Basically, he it scratches you along your just below the knee, uh, and you can feel its nails dig in, uh, and it, uh, it begins an idea to idea what's been tearing up the house and yeah. running about. And then the uh, the one that is on Madame Davina will get an opportunity, a bloodied nose and all, which it promptly just does terrible on. So it uh, bites at you again, Madame Davina, but um, it doesn't get anywhere close to you. Can I fight it back? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Fight back. Yeah. That's okay. I did not pass. 79. <laughs> okay. So you two flail at each other a little bit. And then the last gnome. No. God's no. It's 92. Okay. And uh, because I've got two gnomes on me, the second attack after I've had a reaction always gets a bonus die. Certainly. I'm happy to roll, uh, roll a bonus die against you. Anyways, it did not improve their roll, though. I, I mean, I, I and I, I'm, I will be fighting back against it anyway. So. Yeah. That is a success. A Forty-eight under sixty. Give a good whack, then. Running around a Parisian manor, bonking gnomes. Bonking has a different meaning in the United Kingdom. Oh well. <laughs> luckily, the game was taken place same. on the internet. <laughs> six points of damage that time ooh you get a bit of blood yep you get a bit of blood from him crack him right on the right right between the eyes and uh, you you can see the blood splatter and this almost phosphorescent pink that begins to come out of him hey how'd you like them apples speaking of Aiden it is now your action I think I'll just uh I'll just try and whack this same fella that I've already hit. Yeah, I've got him on the back foot. That is a zero one. Ooh, it's not a bladed weapon, so it can't impale. It is not, no. But here's what I'll do for you, sir. Go ahead and roll damage, and for this hit, because it's a zero one, I am going to ignore their damage reduction. So normally, uh, critical success, I would just do maximum damage. Yeah, that's fine. Just give me maximum damage. Okay, that's ten points of damage then. All right, you crush its skull. And I'll turn to the other one and said, "Hey, hey, you're next." Just point at him. Yeah, you you come down on its head, and you can hear the stone crack. And when it cracks, it feels it feels like stone giving way under underneath the weapon. It's not like bone; it's it's denser than that, but it cracks all the same. Uh, and as they open up, this massive pink glow takes over the room now as there's blood and pink and, and organs begin spilling out of this little statue. But all the windows here are uh, boarded up. Are they? Yep. On the inside, does it just look like boards? Yeah, Yeah. just looks like boards on the inside. Okay. How are you doing over there, Madame Devena? I think I am holding my own here, Aiden. Good stuff. Good on you. So, speaking of uh, Madame Davina, it is now your action on 55. Yes, I I will be bludgeoning again. 
82 over 25. So. You're getting an awful lot of perspiration on your hands with this statue piece now. Um, it, it's starting to get a little uh, slick. And so you're having a hard time keeping uh, keeping a hold of it. Gnome that is attacking you reacts a bit to seeing one of its compatriots, I guess, fall. And it backs off a little bit. And it, it puts its hands to its the, the big cap over its head and it yanks it off and when it does see that their heads come to a very sharpened point and they begin it begins glowing and you can hear all this strange language that starts to spill from its lips does that sound like anything that I've heard about these things, about what they do and what this is and what it does. Um, uh, yeah, I'd, very I'd, weird. I would give you I'd give you an occult roll, a hard occult roll for it. A hard occult roll? Okay, that's going to be a tricky one, but I should give it a shot. No, that's a failure. You're not sure, but you don't like the look of it. No, I do not like the look of it. I'm going to try and stop it from doing that if I can. Okay. Yeah, the other one that is still left over that was fighting with Aiden is going to uh, continue to try to eat him as he's wont to do. So that will be either fighting brawl or dodge. Up to you. I will fight back again. I rolled a 62, which is a failure. Okay. It manages to get its mouth around the your kneecap and is going to take a nice healthy bite out of it if it can. Yeah, that's three points damage. And you can hear it snarling on the end of his his knee, just lovingly, you know, chewing at the flesh therein. Get off me, you beast! Um, and so now it's uh, it's Aiden's turn now. Okay, I'm just going to whack it on the head with my uh, with my little truncheon. <laughs> so the one that's that's biting my knee is uh, his his head is not glowing. Is that correct? You'll uh, see the head with the glowing head one. No, not he is the one that does not have the bone head. Okay. Uh, uh, no, that's a failure. Okay. Yeah, you you hit. And it's it's not that you don't strike the body. You do. It's just that it feels like you're striking you're striking marble with the with the weapon. Is is he fighting back against me? I suppose he ought to. Yeah, that's a forty three, which is under his oh roll of fifty, and so he's gonna bite even harder. And he'll do another three points damage to you. Uh, Madam Davina, the gnome, which is opposite you, that has backed up and taken its hat off. It looks yeah. like it is... You're not sure what it's doing, but its eyes have rolled in the back of its head. And you see its little claw-tipped fingers seeming to, to dance through the air. Aiden, I'm starting to think that maybe we should just get out of here. I think you might be right. I don't like the look of what that little knee biter's doing. Yeah. Uh, Madame Davino would like to get run away. <laughs> so you're going to head back down the stairway? Yes. Having gotten semi-confirmation that Aiden's thinking the same way, because I don't like the look of what that thing is doing, I want to get out of there. So I want to make for the door. Okay. Yeah, you uh, you make for the stair. I mean, the, the door that goes to the stairway is not terribly far. It's probably within a, a combat round or so movement. Okay. Uh, but you can get to the top of the stairs. This is what I would like to do. All right. 
Um, so it'll go, the one on Aiden will go, and it will continue to, to now that it has a good bite on your leg, it's going to try to claw into your stomach. Okay, I'm going to try and fight back against All that. Right, go for it. Nope, failure. <laughs> Same. So it tries to, to get its way into the your, your guts, and all it does is uh, shred your clothes, uh, but it doesn't uh, seem to get, get to you. off me, will you? Right. So are there two others? Um, one of one of them's got a glowy head. Or? Yeah, the one the glowy head is is further back in the area, and now I'm going to roll percentile die to see if it, it can pull off what it wants to pull off. <laughs> it's okay. a very it's a very low percentage chance, but we'll try it. It's, it's not your turn. Um, yeah, I was just gonna try and get this wretched thing off my knee. Yeah, zero eight. That is a extreme success. All right, it's gonna need a critical if it was trying to fight back against me. It's gonna try to fight back. It fails, but yeah, go ahead, roll damage. So, um, extreme success is maximum damage. Yep. Ten points of damage. Yeah, you crush its head. Your knee and lower leg is covered in blood and filled with pain, but luckily, the adrenaline supersedes all of that. Okay. Um, there's one with the glowy head and another one running about, is that right? No, it's just the one with the glowing head left. Oh, right, okay. Uh, well, um, I'm, I'm kind of torn between running down the stairs away from it and I don't know what it's trying to do with its glowy head. Um, and I am going to run towards it and try and stop it from doing whatever it's trying to do. Okay. You run towards it. So I don't know if it's going to get to do something before I try. Right now, because it's in the midst of casting a spell, it can't. Okay. I'm going to hit it as hard as I can. Okay. Yeah, it won't be able to dodge, so go ahead. Come on. Zero two. <laughs> Okay, uh, so it's maximum damage. It's ten points damage. That ten points of damage. Yeah, that wow. one does does has not been wounded as of yet. Okay. So it is going to get uh, at least another attempt to finish its spell. Okay, so it's, okay. that doesn't disrupt its spell. Like it does that. not. Okay. <laughs> it does not finish it. Okay, uh, and I'm going to hit it again. Yeah, go ahead. And you can hear it now. Uh, the words here, they're not any language that you know they curl the consonants and vowels curl around your ears and you can feel almost a strange dissonant vibration that comes out of its mouth as it continues to cast in front of you whatever it is you're trying to do you ain't doing it (laughs) that's a total of three points of damage Uh, so the uh this nasty dark skinned creature falls collapses into the floor Um, you can tell just by the way it collapses Aiden the body weight of these creatures must be fairly considerable because it lands with a pretty heavy thud Uh, whatever it was trying to do either didn't work or I mean its head is still glowing but you're not quite sure what was going on in here so I think um, Aiden is just going to kind of uh, collapse onto the onto the floor panting um, kick it with his foot maybe as well just make sure it's actually no longer living if it ever was actually alive um, and uh, you know try to ensure that it's it's not a danger uh, as well and just kind of look around him in stunned disbelief at what's what's just happened 
you can see that the bodies, uh, the body of the creature, even though it's fairly dark in here, the glow from its skull gives off the skin of the creature seems to be almost tattooed with these etchings, these markings deep into the skin. It doesn't really wear clothes either. Uh, there seem to be some sort of furred loincloth that covers its lower portion. Um, and it has, a, as you have found out earlier, a pretty nasty row of jagged teeth. Um, would I'm assuming Madame Davina would have heard uh, kind of like a dying down yes. of the fight. So she would probably uh, turn back to check on Aiden. Aiden... Are you okay? Um, no. <laughs> I, 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 these things bit me, and you can see there's there's welt marks where he's he's bleeding quite badly. I've never um, seen anything like this before. They're, 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 they, these things should even. They're not supposed to exist. They're, they're not. They're just, you know, tales you tell the wee ones. I must admit, I, I ran in fear. I was, I was quite scared that one of us was possibly going to die. I should have run as well. I, 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 I should never have stayed. You, you made the smart move there, Madame Davina. Is I don't know what I was thinking. Well, you are a brave man, Aiden. I'm a stupid man. <laughs> Sometimes those are one and the same. I well, I've seen a, seen a lot of bravery out. Out in the trenches, you know. Anyway, that's another another thing. Yes, there uh, must be something else going on here. Perhaps we should continue to that light at the further down the hallway. I that, that, that's what that's why I stayed. There must be something in here. These things. I don't think they like the light. I think they're they're like nocturnal, you know. Well, in that case, we should probably start turning on lights when we go into rooms. If there's power here, I must be, then there must be power. There's, there's light, right? Well, let, let's let's take a look down here and see see what's what's in here. I think I'm beginning to think if I, there was anything, either it's it's hiding or, or it's empty, you know, down there because we made enough noise here. Just just let me bind myself up a wee bit here before we go. Um, so I'd like to um, tear off a, a strip of my, my shirt tails or something and bind it around one of these bites. Bites uh, on your arm and uh, probably leg are probably the worst of the wounds that you've taken. Nasty little creatures have uh, done their work. Yeah, so uh, Aiden knows what he's about when he's um, uh, applying um, first aid and bandages. So uh, if I may, I'll roll a first aid to see. Go right ahead. Uh, and during this time, Madame Davina, you probably would notice that the these gnomes, I guess, <laughs> the glowing has ceased, and they look now as statuesque as they did before. They're in different states physically and different positions, but they look like they're just another couple of statues. It would seem that the life has left these creatures as well. I hope so. Not that I wouldn't feel better if we had a sledgehammer or something to destroy them further, but... So I have a first aid of 55, and I rolled a zero nine. 
Oh, fantastic. So that's uh, an extreme. Yeah. All right. So I will give you uh, a D3 uh, plus one for your extreme. Lovely. Thank you very much. That is, uh, I rolled a three. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. The uh, training, adrenaline, all that stuff starts to take over. And uh, yeah, you get yourself bound up. That'll patch me up for the time being anyway. I'm got infected with something. Well, the faster we get through here, the, the quicker we can possibly get you some real medical attention. Aye, aye, I could probably do with that. Although, how I'm going to explain these bites, I don't know. I suppose I'll have to say a dog bit me or something. Possibly just that you had a rough night out. <laughs> aye, a very, a very boisterous companion, huh? <laughs> Could I take a look, a quick look at the uh, the in, uh, engravings or tattoos or whatever it is on the on the body of this thing? Absolutely. Yeah. So it it looks a fair like uh, someone chiseled the uh, the workings into the into the statue piece. So they're very tribal. Um, you would probably even equate them to something maybe even Pictish uh, from okay. some of the markings, Celtic knots, that mm. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, could yeah. I make an occult roll maybe to have uh, have any ideas if. Um, if it means anything at all to me. Certainly. Yeah. So that is a fail. That's a 70 over my occult of uh, 25. Mm, yeah. I mean, other than the stuff that you already kind of surmised earlier about them being goats with gnomes um, mm. or something to the effect of nasty little creatures that uh, you tell children about at night to get them to stay in their beds. Mm. Not much else. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's a regular thing for these these things to have, but uh, anyway, we don't have time to, to spend here now, do we? Come on, let's get a move on. I would like to get out of here as quickly as possible. Right. Um, you want to come with me down here, or just you want to stay back? Oh, uh, no, I believe it is best if we stay together. Right then. Um, so I'm going to move quietly and cautiously down the corridor. Okay. Yeah, down these uh, somewhat creakier floors here, you find a doorway that is cracked a little. Maybe a study, maybe uh, a bedroom. But the light that comes out of this crack in the doorway doesn't seem like a candlelight. It doesn't seem like a, an electric light. Is there any uh, particular a, kind of color to it and hue to it? Um, yeah, it's almost, there's a, there's like the light and there's an afterglow over it. It's like the light that like a frosted glass might make. All right. So, so it's just kind of a, a, a whitish sort of light or something like that. So I'll hold, I'll hold my finger up to my lips and uh, take a listen at the door. Okay. Listen roll. Oh, well, I rolled a zero eight. Um, and my listen is 46. Yes, that is a 08, not an 80. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you hear a... It's a lullaby. It's it's an old lullaby. The chimes of it. Just the slightest tune. Maybe there's a music box or something like that in there. Why it would be playing now is unknown, but you can hear these soft tones just very faintly. It's not a, vo- a voice or anything like that. It's a, you know, sounds like a, some sort of instrument. Yeah. It seems instrumental. You, do you hear that? Yes, perhaps it's some sort of music box or... 
you know, I, I'm not I'm not even going to ask any questions now. I'm just going to see what happens. We'll take a peek through the door, I guess. Okay. You open up the door and reveal a study. Shelves in the room are pretty thinned out. Doesn't seem to be a whole lot of work that's been done in here recently. There's a, a good, reasonably you know, good chair, uh, a writing desk. And on top of that desk, there's a box. The box is, say, about the size of a fiddle, an instrument case. Although it is not like an instrument case, it's about that size. Uh, it's open, and inside of it, there is this crafted piece of metal. It's probably about half the size of, say, a fire poker stick. Uh, and then on the end of it, on one end of it, there is a beautifully wrought shape. It's the best thing that your mind can do to it. It's as if someone made an artisan piece. You're seeing it from across the room, so it doesn't really it doesn't really have form yet. It's got some strange angles. Nobody about in the room though, no. No, the room's empty. Any, no no statues of gnomes or anything like that. <laughs> no gnomes. Where's the light coming from? The piece of metal. What is that? Don't no, I, I don't believe I've ever seen anything like that before. What do you think? Should we should we leave it? Should we take it? I don't know if we should touch it, but we could certainly get closer and do a visual examination first or Oh, yeah. It's got a case there, so we can maybe close it over. That, yes, that sounds like a good idea. I don't. I just. I don't know if we should touch it. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I tend to agree. So I guess we'll cautiously move move into the room. Um, <laughs> I'm being super observant to make sure nothing, yes. nothing, no, no bits of furniture come alive and start attacking me. So this reminds you a whole lot of wrought iron. As you get closer to it, it looks like someone has beat this into a shape with. Um, hammer and and somewhere uh, some a blacksmith has probably made it or perhaps a forge has for a moment it reminds you of some of the stairway railings that you've seen around town but the craftsmanship is uh, something truly fantastic um, it doesn't look like a, a railing that you would utilize it looks like someone took a piece of that railing and then bent it into some other type of shape uh, and so as you get closer and on top of it, you can see that there are two portions of it that roll off at, at direct left and right angles, right? And there's an inner portion. And then the inner portion that connects those two right angles it has a, wouldn't say a spike per se, but there's a portion that juts out. This must be what they call that modern art stuff. Yes, but have you ever seen a piece of metal to glow? No, I, I don't know what that is. I mean, is it is it a weapon? Is it a where's the music coming from? Oh, um. So getting into the room and getting closer to it, <clears throat> the music itself in your ears dies off. You get closer to it. Do you hear the music stopped? If I no longer hear it as well. Did we just imagine it? It had to have come from somewhere. It would be hard for both of us to imagine music at the same time. I, I don't like this at all. I don't, I don't like it at all. Um, could I maybe discern what this is as I kind of walk around and try and look at it from different angles through some sort of uh, roll of, of some kind? I yeah, absolutely. You can make me a locksmithing roll. Ah, a locksmithing roll. Okay. 
Uh, <laughs> that is a 96 over 30, which is a fumble. <laughs> okay. It looks like a, is it a musical instrument or, or um, like uh, I guess maybe I'll um, kind of tentatively reach over to touch the case or try and get a closer look at it. Just touching the case, you get a a little bit better of an idea of the weight of the object. It's very light. It doesn't at all prescribe to wrought iron. Wrought iron should be pretty heavy, even in this small of a piece. Um, so I guess as as I I fumbled that. Um, I think probably uh, w- what happens is Aiden does have a, a little bit of habit of, of tripping over his own feet sometimes, and uh, I think during during all the the shenanigans uh, outside, his one of his laces has has come undone, um, and he's, and he moves over to uh, to take a, a closer look. Um, he stands accidentally on on this uh, this lace with his other other foot, um, loses his his balance, and goes uh, falling forward. And he's a big guy. He's like yeah. six, six, at least six foot four tall, and he's broad as well. Okay, yeah, you uh, you spill forward a little bit and bump into the table that holds this piece. And Madame Davina, you see the case and the piece basically fall off the table and onto the floor. Now the the piece stays within the case, but when it hits, right, you get this tone that comes out like someone beat the keys of a piano. Aiden, I thought we weren't going to touch it. Oh, I, 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 I didn't mean to. I, my, my lace is come on, Donna. Stupid! I, I don't. Uh, is it? Is it broken? I, I don't think that it's broken. But did you hear that sound that resonated from it? Take, take a moment to tie your shoe, man. I, I it's like a, it's like a, a big tuning fork or something. Is it? That is possible, but it, it sounded like multiple tones at once. I've never. Heard that one tuning fork play multiple tone. What do you think? Would you think we should? You think should we grab this thing thing up in its case and take it somewhere a bit safer so we can try and figure out what it is? Oh, it definitely seems important, and I definitely do not like it here. So, uh, yes, that I think that would be a good idea to try. I maybe we can find somebody who can tell what on earth it, it does or what it's for or how it works. Or, you know, he'll tie up his shoelace. And uh, which will probably come undone in about ten minutes, um, and then uh, uh, see if you can scoop up the uh, the thing back into its case and close the case over. Yeah, I guess you're going to have to reposition it in the box to get it the box to close. Is it in? Is is it in a kind of um, uh, like a, a, a sort of velvet lined case mm-hmm. that's shaped to specifically sort of fit it into a, a little slots or something? Yes, it is felt felt lined or something. Okay, so I'll. Um, so I think I think uh, bearing in mind the uh, the, the warning um, from Madame Davina, he'll, he'll uh, take his gloves out, put his put his gloves in, and uh, try and place this thing back in its correct place in the in the case before closing over the case and closing the hasps or the, the clasps on it, if there are some. So, when you reposition it, you're going to do so with the with, even with gloves on. Mm, with gloves on, yeah, yeah. I don't want to touch it with my bare hands, just, just because you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. When you touch it and reposition it, you feel like a harmonic vibration through your fingertips. Oh, what is that? That I never felt anything like that before in my life. I don't know that I like that at all. And I kind of hurriedly place it uh, best I can in, in position and close the lid of the box. 
Yeah, once you close the lid to the box, the light, of course, dims in the room, and there's no more humming or somewhat musical tones. Aiden, I unfortunately just had an idea. Oh dear, I don't, I don't like the sound of that. Perhaps I should touch the item. Are you, are you serious? I mean, I, I was wearing gloves and it felt pretty strange to me. You think you might be able to get some sort, sort of reading off it? I Yes, I, I believe possibly I can. And then that may be the quickest way to figure out uh, how this ties into, I don't know, maybe those gnome things down there or or anything else. You know, I mean, do you think it's safe to do it here? Well, I guess better now than never. All right, well, if if you're sure, but uh, I think it's a risky move. And I'll open up the case again. I'll, I'll be standing by right here, just in case you need anything. All right, I want to touch it and try and get a reading off of it. Mm, yes. You, you reach out. I assume you're going to utilize some special ability psychometry, is it? or Yes, I can make a roll for that. You should. And I will... Ooh, 24 under 60, so that's a hard success. Fantastic. So you are immediately mentally whooshed to a different place. You hear the slow, repetitive hammers of a, a forge. The temperature outside, suddenly you get a read on as something more... Me, I guess it's not it doesn't feel like France to you the image in your mind is a somewhat squat stone hut and you see a young man working a hammer and tongs over a piece of crafted metal you see an older woman who's standing outside the hut she's dressed very simply uh, in just a shawl and a, and a dark black dress it does not look English or French at all. Um, tanned skin. And you hear her humming a tune. A tune that matches up with the noise that you heard outside the room. She continues to hum this tune as this young boy um, shapes this metal piece over and over. And when it's finally done, he quenches it in a nearby basin. Oil and water. And he draws it out and you see him take the piece and go over to another portion of the forge and as he does so he inserts this piece into what looks like a holder of sorts almost like he's taking a key and putting it into the face of a lock and you wake back into France this is so strange Aiden I, this would seem like it is a key of some sort and I can't, I can't really place where it was created but it it seems like it has a memory that song that we heard was being was being sung or I, I could hear it coming from a woman when it was being when, when this was being forged it this this thing remembers are, are you uh, are you all right you're white as a sheet uh, yes sorry that does take quite a bit out of me so you could see it being made did he say? Yes, but I can't. I can't place where it's some, somewhere f- foreign. All right. Well, 
not not recent. Could you describe describe it maybe? Um, were there were there um, mountains or, or fields or uh, uh, you know was it uh, cold? Or what kind of trees was it outside? And I'll describe to Aiden anything that I I saw. Though I imagine my vision isn't uh, I don't have like a, a depth of vision when yeah. I see these things. N- so. Nor do you necessarily have eidetic memory. You you just have. Yeah. As best as you can, you can describe this. It it feels like a rural location, Aiden, mm-hmm. that she's describing. The tools that the young man or boy was using to craft this thing seem like something you would have run into in any uh, local smith shop. Uh, there's nothing fantastical or quote-unquote magical going around, uh, except, for, of course, that she's having a vision after touching a piece of metal, which is in and of itself a little strange. This seems like something that could have happened really anywhere. The descriptors that she uses to describe the old woman, though, they don't sound like anybody who lives around here. When she describes it, was it, was it like they were very poor or... Um, oh, definitely. Definitely. Just, yeah. definitely. You, you got all this just from touching the thing? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, ever since I was, I was younger, I've been able to discern things from touching objects. Are you having me on? I mean, I mean, come on! It's just it's 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 me here, you know. I I I do know that, Aiden. But with all of the mystical things that we have seen in, in recently, I I find it hard to believe that you wouldn't believe me on this. I, I mean, on, we were attacked now. by living gnomes, and I, I know I know that. But there I know was what, that I, incident at party. I know, I know that, but I know what you do for a living. You know what I mean? Uh, well, are you saying yes. that you can really do this? If you touch things, are you saying you can really, really see things? Things that happen to the things you touch? Well, uh, yes, but I only, I only use that for good. Oh, well, I should, I'm glad to hear it. That is only part of my profession. The other part is reassuring older rich women of their loves and futures. We all have talents that we can utilize to our own advantage as they say, you know? Yes, I am. I'm only, I am, I am mystical but also a, a, a counselor of sorts. I'm not saying I don't believe you, uh, you know. It's just, well, so that this thing's a key or something, is it? That is, that is what I gleamed from it. it. They placed it into something and it, it seemed like it was a key of some sort. What, what did they place it into? A door lock or something, or a chest or something. It almost to, to you, Madame Davina, it would have felt like a, a lock case that was against a wall, like it wasn't connected yeah. to its final piece yet. But mm-hmm. they were trying it out. Yes, I, it, I can't really tell. They were they were trying to fit, but it, I don't know what it opens. Hey, that's a, that's, a, that's strange, that's, right? Enough. That's very that's a big strange. Key. That is a big key. I, I, I would have said it was like a musical instrument or something. Well, so that like is from the nearly, song that it was singing to. It's like it's nearly two feet long. I, 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 anyhow, I, listen. I, I think we, we've stayed here long enough. We should really get out of here. Yes, I agree. So the two of you are going to uh, exit stage right then. Heck yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So Kate gathering up the, uh, this device this piece of metal into the case and then uh, exiting out of the house the two of you manage to 
slip through well, one of the either exit doors or out back out the window that you came in uh, in the in the chef's uh, office. I think so. Yeah. Just just before we leave um, the the little office room or whatever it is, the study or whatever it is that we're in, is is there anything else in here, or has it been cleaned out like the uh, like the other rooms were? It's been fairly cleaned out. There are a couple of books, but from what you're seeing, Aiden, they're mostly the children's stories, that sort of thing. All right, so it's like a nursery or something like that, maybe. Yeah, or maybe it's um, maybe it was a study that was dedicated to m- multiple uses, right? Mm. There's no there's no nursery um, right. specific, be, but yeah, it could be like a, a little um, uh, almost a, a classroom where the governess yeah. might have taught a child or something like that. Possibly, certainly, that's mm. probably more likely than not, okay. especially mm. given the writing desk. Yeah, I think, um, should we just go out the way we came in then? Close the window and slip out through the back garden? Yes, it might be best still if no one knows that we're here. Aye, right. Well, let's go then. So the two of you uh, exit into the Parisian night, having absconded with a case and what you believe is a key. So we, uh, we will look forward to seeing the two of you in the future whenever that future might be. 